The Crane Thrive Podcast, episode 101, In the Fire of Transformation, with Claire Anderson. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Grand Thrive Podcast. It's lovely to have you with me. I am gearing up for a workshop that I'm teaching tomorrow, not business workshop. I'm teaching a, a yoga workshop, so that's going to be a nice change of pace. And then on Sunday, as part of my weekly adventure plans, Nick and I are going to head over up to Budrum, which is a lovely little hinterland town nearby that I haven't been to since I was a little kid. And we're going to go for a little rainforest walk and maybe lunch somewhere in a pub or something. So I'm looking forward to a nice weekend. I hope you're looking forward to a nice weekend or week whenever you're listening to this and things are going well for you. Thanks so much to everybody for the lovely feedback um, last week after episode 100 was aired. It was really fun to put that one together. So I hope you enjoyed uh, the little retrospective and my 10 uh, truths about handmade business. It was uh, it was good fun. And this week we have an interview with Claire Anderson and she is sharing uh, the story of that she's currently living, which is setting up a glass blowing studio after doing a uh, Kickstarter campaign to fund it and how they did that, why they did that and kind of all the ups and downs of this time in their business journey and I wanted to, I wanted to talk to her because um, her and her partner work together in their business uh, studio vine glass and they already have a successful art practice and business but they wanted to kind of take things to that next level and set up their own studio space and settle down and grow their business so Claire shares a lot of the the processes that they've been going through and you know it's really good insight into a person's business at a crucial juncture when something really big and exciting is happening so i hope you enjoy this episode with me and claire and before we dive in if you haven't seen already set up shop my 30-day intensive e-course to help you set up a uh, thriving online store for your handmade business is open for registration now so if you want to find out more about that Head on over to the website, click on the banner. It'll take you and tell you everything you need to know about Setup Shop. It's um, a course that I've run many times. I've taken over 700 people through it, and it's been incredibly useful for a lot of people and helped them figure everything out, you know, rather than blindly (laughs) trying different things. It gives you a, a concrete system of things to work your way through to get that online shop set up and running smoothly. So let's dive into this episode with Claire. Hi Claire, welcome to the show. Hello. (laughs) It's lovely to have you with us from uh, Niagara Falls is where you live, am I right? (laughs) Do you often get that reaction when you say you live Niagara Falls? Like, wow. Yeah, a lot of people are surprised that uh, people live there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, isn't that just where people go to look at the big waterfalls? Which look amazing. I've never seen them, but I'd like to one day. <laughs> they 
they're lovely. Do you get used to it? Like a lot of falling water. Yeah, like you don't even notice it anymore. Like your world ever. There's some waterfalls over there. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not here to talk about waterfalls. We're actually here to talk about almost the complete opposite of water, fire and glass. Uh, But before we dive into the nitty gritty of that, uh, for those who don't know you, would you please introduce yourself, your business, and give us a little a little story about how you got to where you are with your business? Um, okay. Um, I'm Claire Anderson, and uh, myself and my fiancé actually started this glassblowing company called Studio Vine Glass. Uh, we both went to college for glassblowing. We spent a number of years kind of traveling around Canada, working in different studios, And then we decided that we really wanted one of our own. Um, So we looked around Canada, kind of decided on Niagara Falls for a multitude of reasons and uh, scooped up a little building we've been renovating for the past six months and have been just trying trying to get our company off the ground. We've been full-time for a couple years now. Mm -hmm. Um, We came up with a product line of uh, functional wares that you can use all the time. And we also... Uh, create artwork as well but uh yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool so you basically have been working in glass in a long time you found someone else to share your life with who happens to also be glass how did you guys meet like through glass or was that just kind of yeah an like it goes back a little before that actually we went to the same high school for one year oh wow uh, we didn't really know each other but we knew of each other we ran in the art circles yeah and uh, he actually did a presentation on the college that I decided to go to when I was in grade 12 it was kind of a mixture of that college looks awesome and oh my god he's so cute (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then I found myself I went to like he went to Sheridan for the same program I went a number of years later uh, and we kind of just became friends for a couple years and then started dating, I think, near to the end of our college education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just started bumping around, working in other studios, always together. We kind of joke that we'd never have time for a regular relationship. <laughs> <laughs> You're too busy to do done, doing the work. Yeah, just too much in the studio all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works well. Um, as someone who is also married to the person I work with, uh, I understand the uh, the ups and downs. Mostly ups for us. It's a good thing. I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think it would be really hard to, like you said, if you're with someone else and you're always off doing your own things. You kind of get used to having the person around all the time, and it's nice. <laughs> and I love the. Common knowledge. Yeah. I'm going to work till, you know, four in the morning today. That's okay. Yeah. The story story is quite funny. I actually, uh, two of my best friends went to school together, high school together for like two or three years and then didn't know each other at all. It was a big enough school. And then they met at their 10 year high school reunion and got together and they've been together ever since. (laughs) I know, right? funny how life works though it is it is very funny so okay so you've you've got you know you've been working in your craft for a long time you guys have been you know you kind of decided to settle make this new studio of your own uh what's the what's got what's the process there because i'm imagining like you know i'm a silversmith i don't need that much stuff but i'm imagining when you work with glass you need quite a lot of equipment and you know, is is it a is it a big thing to set up a, a new studio for yourselves? 
So we have, yeah, Furnace Glory Hole. Um, we have a gallery side as well where we have uh, all kinds of, I don't know, furniture and things to display our glass on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what goes along with our product line as well is cold working equipment, or as we call it, cold working equipment. So we have upright belt grinders, uh, lap wheels. We have a sandblaster. We needed a proper metal extractor hood um, <laughs> and then we need all kinds of safety redundancies and permits we need a chimney like there's just all of this stuff that we kind of knew like we knew that it was going to be a big project mm-hmm. jumping into this but uh it was a very big project <laughs> so we're lucky we had tons of help from yeah. all kinds of people all over the place so we're yeah. finally at a stage where we're actually using our equipment and making work Yay. so that's good <laughs> <laughs> that is good yeah it's definitely not something you can just set up and the way that you um that I found out about you is that you actually very cleverly I thought set up a, a like a campaign to help fund this studio so can you tell us a bit a bit about that and how that works Sure. We just um, we took us sl- we took slightly longer to set up our equipment than we originally thought, and so that lag of a couple of months meant just like more expenses when we weren't making income. Yeah. So we decided to do an Indiegogo campaign to just cover. Oh, and we also found out that permitting all of our equipment is insane. So we right. <laughs> decided to set up a crowdfunding campaign to just help with all those costs. There's just. It's Canada, and we like to bureaucracy uh-huh. everything <laughs> way too much. So we're just kind of bleeding money already on our equipment, and we're like, oh, my gosh, now we need to pay all these field inspectors to come through. So wow. <laughs> ask the Internet for money. <laughs> yeah. And how? Do, and I think this is really interesting because a lot of people would think, well, how do I do, like, a crowdfunding campaign with handmade goods? Mm-hmm. But your rewards basically are your products, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just kind of pre-selling glass. Um, we're about halfway to our goal, which I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, so even being halfway, that kind of pays for all the permits, and it helps us rebuild our bathroom. So I'm really happy with the results. Mm. And, yeah, we just pre-sell products. We pre-sell classes, and uh, it's worked out really well. That's really cool. I think that's a really clever way to kind of kickstart something I guess that's why they called it Kickstarter. But, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of handmade businesses would think to do that. So, you know, what, how did it come, like, how did that come about? How, did you just, like, does it just come to you or did you see it somewhere else or? Yeah, we kind of, we've seen all these, like, my fiance is actually, he is really into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he kind of peruses Kickstarter every now and again. <laughs> and uh, we were doing a show actually, and we met these two other vendors who were selling furniture, but they were also videographers, photographers, just kind of overall media guys. Yeah. And we just really hit it off. And so we decided to, uh, we kind of worked a trade. We, it was like a money slash trade sort of thing. And they made us this really awesome video and uh yeah, it worked out well. I guess I guess my only bit of advice would be to um, plan the just plan it a little better than we did. Right. Yep. <laughs> we we kind of like got it on the go, and then once we got our equipment up and running, we immediately stopped because we were just blowing glass every day after. So <laughs> if you can more follow through is what I'd recommend, but it still worked out really well for us. So yeah, that's fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've you've got this whole thing going. What would you say has been 
and it might just be what we're discussing, but what's been the biggest challenge so far in your business journey? Would it be setting up this new studio or is there something else that comes to mind? Um, definitely setting up the studio. It's been uh, just a roller coaster of emotions. Um, every step, it was kind of like wading through mud. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all, there's so many things that you have to know that is not necessarily in our field. Um, and being artisans, you know, your overhead, you're trying to keep it down because, yes. <laughs> you know, your income is not great. <laughs> so we did our own electrical, we did our own building, we did our own demolishing, we did so many things that I, we kind of had to learn as we went, mm-hmm. which was very difficult at the time, but kind of moving through it and almost being on the other side, I feel a lot stronger because of it. So. Mm-hmm. You yeah. really know the ins and outs of everything. Yes, we mm. will know <laughs> our equipment <laughs> so, so well. Are you looking forward to just getting back to making things again? Yes, yes. And actually, this past week we have been, so I'm very, very, very excited. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. That. We've made our own schedule now and have been producing work again. So while we're actually technically working more hours than we were during the build, mm-hmm. my anxiety levels are so much lower. <laughs> we're creating work again. <laughs> So another thing I noticed about your business, which was really interesting, is that you've kind of niched yourself quite interestingly. Um, so what would you say are some of your best sellers or your most interesting pieces that you you guys have designed and sell? Um, really wonderfully enough, it's it's our clear crackle glasses. Like we do uh, wine, we we cater to food and wine and uh, mm-hmm. just drinking in general. And Excellent. we kind of had this rainbow, <laughs> everybody drinks, <laughs> but we had this rainbow color scheme that we were, you know, really excited about. And we originally started our business with um, Canadiana themed wares mm-hmm. where we did like animal silhouettes on our, on our drinking glasses. And then we kind of discovered that that wasn't necessarily what people wanted. So mm-hmm. it actually saved us some time not doing the animal silhouettes. And then once we came out with our clear line, uh, we just crackle it, so we plunge it in water in the making process while it's still hot. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of shattered glass outside or exterior to the cups. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's it's faster to make. Uh, working, I think, with clear glass is a lot nicer. Mm. And it's been our biggest seller. So we just market <laughs> it as Canadian ice glass, and it's been selling like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that Canadian ice glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I just love, like, I think it's so important that you find some things that makes your business stand out, you know, that's unique, not necessarily unique to you per se, but that you really specialize in and kind of uh, people know you for it. Mm-hmm, so that's exactly. something yeah. people know you for is is the, the Canadian ice glass, which is very cool. <laughs> yeah. And our region too is just there's wineries galore here. Mm-hmm. There's microbreweries, there's distilleries. So that's also kind of why we chose tonight region and, right. and designed our product line around it mm-hmm. very good very good so um what would you say has been the biggest fist pump i call it or successful moment in your business so far <laughs> the biggest fist pump definitely <laughs> when we finally got melted glass into our furnace and like blue glass <laughs> it took i think three months longer than we wanted it to and we had all these orders kind of pending deadlines <laughs> coming up very quickly and again like the roller coaster all my anxiety levels were very high uh but once we got glass in the furnace and 
and actually started using it, it was, it felt so good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm also curious, how do you guys balance all of the work between you two? Like, do you both do some making and do some admin or do you have like separate roles in certain things? Like, how does that work? Um, we've kind of naturally split into separate roles. Mm-hmm. I think it had to do with what we did in, in all these other studios that we worked in. Uh, we both make the work, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And we both participate in, in a little bit of everything. Like we try to make sure that we both know how to do everything. Yeah. But I definitely specialize in the marketing and dealing with the customers and the admin, uh, organizing all that kind of stuff. And my partner definitely specializes in, uh, the building part and welding and uh, the the maintenance of the furnace in particular, mm-hmm. he kind of understands how all the HVAC stuff and the gas lines go together mm-hmm. a little better than I do. So we just kind of split into our specialized roles and it, it works out really well. Mm. Do you, would you say, um, and this is always an interesting thing that I like to bring up when couples work together, would you say one of you is the boss or are you bosses in different areas? <laughs> Or do you, or you're completely egalitarian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And with, with glass too, it's really interesting because, um, there's always, there's the gaffer and the assistant while you're making. Mm -hmm. So we're both very accustomed to taking direction from one another and kind of understand where our areas of expertise lie. Mm -hmm. So I think we're pretty lucky in this. And I'm sure you understand as well, this like genuine mutual respect where Mm. if one person is, very sure about something you know the other person is is pretty good at taking direction and and working it out you know yeah definitely I think that's really a really wonderful thing to have developed (laughs) so my next question is kind of related to that and that is how do you especially as you're a couple how do you balance your work with the rest of your life or or are you kind of still in the working all the time but like you know hobbies and and chores and you know those everyday things that everyone has to take care of how does that how does that work uh yeah currently we are doing terribly at real life (laughs) Um, we're actually in a stage where while our furnace is up and running uh we have to control it manually for just a plethora of reasons so we're actually taking turns sleeping there and adjusting the temperatures uh, <laughs> wow. manually throughout the night so that it's uh, ready to blow the next day. So That's dedication. Right now we're doing awfully uh, <laughs> doing real life. We visit with friends when they come and stop by. You know, we, mm. we're we very lucky that we live in the same city with my parents as well right. so we can just run home and have home-cooked meals, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been pretty non-stop for the past uh, six months probably. We're hoping that Again, in the next couple of weeks, things will will die down a little bit. We'll have a more regular schedule, but for now, it's uh, pretty much twenty four seven. So, so when things do die down, or before this whole shenanigans began, how did how did it work? Was did you guys do you guys have hobbies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we <laughs> we both really like music, um, so we go to music festivals together. Um, my fiance like plays the guitar. We both hula hoop. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, we like doing activities. I like doing yoga. We go for hikes. There's really great hiking around here. Um, you know, go out with friends, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, lots of plants, lots of gardening. But nice. right now the focus is <laughs> <laughs> on, 
on the work. Maintaining things and not exploding our building. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good focus. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how have you, like, you know, you're talking about things being really difficult and a lot of anxiety and stress and stuff. How do you manage that? Like, do you have strategies to manage that throughout this really stressful period? Yeah, yeah. Just breathing. Um, we kind of take turns to going, like being really stressed about things. Mm -hmm. When one person is really down, the other one kind of notices and we have this ability to kind of step up and, you know, squash your own feelings down and lift the other person up. Yeah. But it's, and, and I think it's, as you deal with each challenge, your ability to deal with challenges gets better. And mm. while the challenges don't necessarily get any easier, it's just your, your coping abilities become better. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're just more used to not, maybe not knowing the right path to take, but, but your intuition gets better. Um, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, without, without challenge, there's no, there's no growth. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's, yeah. it's, it's perhaps comfortable in that, but things don't change and, and grow and whatever. So it's definitely been a, a big growth phase for you guys and, you know, I mean, you, you know, it's a lot of work to put something like this together in your in your craft. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you guys are, you know, you're planning on being settled here for the long term. Do you have like a, a kind of a, you know, three-year plan or a five-year plan of where you want to go? Or is it just, you know, we've been making glass for a long time. This is where we want to settle and do our own thing. Um, we definitely have a plan. Um, we are going to settle down, I think, in Niagara Falls. We both uh, quite like the region, and there's a new kind of arts scene burgeoning that we really want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, but we also want to kind of create our space into something larger. We want to bring in, um, I guess uh, I'll start with the gallery scene in Canada is a little bit um, small. It's kind of taken over by certain names mm -hmm. and there's a lot of young artists with so much talent that aren't really that are having a hard time breaking into that scene so right. I want to make our space something to bring people into and showcase other people and have fun events like I really want to curate gallery openings and have live music and have performance art and have our own art and bring in bigger names in glass and run classes and workshops I want to make it a space that's that's fun and interesting mm -hmm. and to do with our, our product line I want to keep we both want to keep just pushing our skills you know so mm -hmm. we while we make things that are functional and we make cups and decanters and stuff like that we want to keep kind of pushing those skills and making things that are nicer and more complicated and bigger and and on the side keep making our artwork you know it's always mm -hmm. just pushing to be better is kind of our our plan <laughs> <laughs> That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty epic and pretty exciting. And <laughs> we'll see, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, if I ever get to Niagara Falls, I'll have to come and visit your uh, your gallery. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say to this point has been the best marketing move you've made for your business? Um, the best marketing move, I think moving to the region and I, I really think kind of coming up with the product line that we did like mm. making things that are quite contemporary and making things that are usable mm -hmm. um, our field is pretty dominated with decorative wares with balls when glass blowers make like quote-unquote production stuff it's mm. like paperweights balls kind of more decorative stuff and we just decided to go with something 
that people could put in their homes and that would appeal to maybe a younger audience. Mm -hmm. Everyone's cutting down and trimming down and houses are getting smaller. Yeah. So we want to make that like set of glasses, that one set of glasses you would bring into your home, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, it seems to be working out pretty well. Yeah. So, you know, instead of the people who would go to Ikea and buy, you know, cheap glasses you're looking Mm -hmm. to to be the the person that you know people who like you said want that one special set of glassware and that's it you know or that special set you know it kind of harks back to the days of you know the good the good china or the good silverware like you have that nice set that you might bring out uh in social events and things like that something that stands out from the normal exactly something that tells a story all Mm. that kind of stuff that's cool. And I love that you said that it's like a product because as we mentioned earlier, I think finding the right product can be the best thing you can do like marketing wise because if you find mm-hmm. find a product that grabs people's attention, then it kind of does the work for you. Exactly. Yeah. And Scotch whiskey is very popular mm. right now and our like low Scotch whiskey glass is just killing it right now. <laughs> so we kind of <laughs> jumped on the jumped on the Scotch bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's fantastic. So do you guys sell, um, I don't think we've covered this, but how do you sell? Do you sell direct online? Do you sell to shops? Like what's your kind of main method of sales, retail, wholesale? Um, currently we wholesale a lot. Mm-hmm. We're kind of hoping that now that we have our own space and, uh, you know, are open in Niagara Falls, we will have a retail season. But for now we've just been wholesaling. Oh, and doing shows. We mm-hmm. do a lot of a lot of shows, just traveling around, setting up tents and <laughs> selling wares to the general public and <laughs> yeah, living out of our van and all that fun stuff. I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah, I have a van. I know. <laughs> yeah. Haven't, haven't done, haven't done uh, markets for a long time, but I do remember oh, yeah. those days. <laughs> getting, uh, you know, they are what they are. They get your feet yeah. on. They get you, uh, they get you out there. They do. They do for sure. <laughs> well, that's cool. So, um, what would you say, you know, after all your years of experience and, you know, working for other people um, and running your own business, what's kind of a core piece of advice that you would have for fellow makers about running or building a successful creative business? Um, I guess to look at it as a business mm. is probably the biggest um, thing that I see it's we unfortunately unfortunately or fortunately live in a world where you know you need money mm-hmm. <laughs> money makes the world go around so you kind of have to look at it as that but make something you're proud of you know make your make your bread and butter something that you're very confident in and something you're proud of so that you know making it every day isn't a isn't humdrum and selling mm-hmm. it isn't a big deal cuz you're proud of it too you know mhm Look at it like a business. <laughs> I like I like that. I think, you know, being proud of your work and it's really important. And it can I think people who have you know, the people in the first few years of business perhaps aren't at the stage where work can get boring because it turns into work. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, having to make the same thing over and over again. So it's important that you, you do find something that you love and that your customers love. And I think for me, you know, making, cause you know, we make the similar rings are our best sellers and we've made them 10 billion times. Well, that's a slight exaggeration, but you get the picture. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it's, it's always for me, the thing that kind of revitalizes my love of it is the customers and their reaction and, you know, how they feel about the work. So I think it's important yeah. to really connect with yeah. them as well. And, 
and see and and see how they feel and that can help you revitalize it as well I think exactly Mm. oh also to be confident in your pricing I Mm. think a lot of people kind of waffle around when being a maker people who don't understand when it's made in a in a country that they live in or when it's made locally they don't really understand why the price would be so high Mm. Um, so just be confident in that. Don't don't lower your prices just because somebody is objecting to that. Like you you need to know and be confident in the fact that the time you put into it matters. Mm. That's good. That's so true. I, underpricing is such a huge issue. Um, yeah, I struggle with it for so long. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of us do. Like I, you know, I could probably charge more for my work even now. Um, you know, and it's 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 so easy to start off on the lower end because oh, well, you know, <laughs> it's just a hobby or, you know, oh, well, I really want to get, you know, my work out there. But it does it does devalue it. And you get to the point where it's not worth it anymore. You know, you get stressed out or overworked. And the only way to kind of get around that is to lift those prices up and, and price what your stuff is worth. Yeah, exactly. And people will pay. Yeah, they will. You just got to find them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so... Before we wrap up, do you have a quote that inspires or motivates you that you would like to share with us? Oh, geez, I forgot about the quote. That's okay. Um, You don't have to. (laughs) I'm just writing the time down so I can cut this out. But it's not, it's totally optional. I just throw it out there. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Can I email you one? Or no, it's a podcast. Yeah, Uh, uh, you can email me one and I can always put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not, it's not uh, required. Let me think here. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. That's I, fine. I forgot to find a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem at all. All right. <laughs> we'll keep going. Well, before we finish up, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you and check out your lovely Canadian glass where at? Um, you can find us at www.studiovine.ca. Um, studio v-i-n-e mm-hmm. or we have our separate like portfolio websites as well so okay. mine is claireaglass.com uh, my partner is glass or uh, what is it woodruffglass.com mm-hmm. and uh, we're also on etsy uh, as studio vine glass we're on facebook at pages slash studio vine glass i'm on instagram uh, at claireaglass all that good stuff. All the good stuff. <laughs> All over the place, as as it is. Yes, that's good. We're on every social media we can. <laughs> Getting the word out. I'm on Twitter, but I don't fully understand Twitter, so you can follow me if you like. <laughs> Why not? Sharing from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I do on Twitter these days. I still love it, but yeah. I don't. I don't. Instagram came along, and that was that, pretty much. <laughs> Where it was all the pretty pictures. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Claire, for coming on the show again and sharing your story, especially, you know, I, I love to share this story of this this part of your business, this growth period, this, you know, the ups and downs of that. And I think it really helps people to hear that, sure, even though you've been doing this for a long time, these big challenges can still come up and exciting things can still happen. And there's always that next step you can take forward in your business. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for having me. My thanks again to Claire for coming on the show and sharing her current business journey and all the ups and downs that come along with it. Uh, It's always interesting to talk to people at different 
points in their business journey. You know, we all have ups and downs. We all have those crazy busy times and we all have the times where things are a little bit more quiet or we're kind of cruising along. And I think it's really heartening to hear, you know, how people cope with those processes. So that's what this episode was all about. And uh, hopefully they'll come out of that fire of transformation with a beautiful studio and an even more thriving business than they already had. Just a reminder that Setup Shop is now open for registration. If you want to join us for a 30-day intensive course uh, where I'll teach you a system to set up your own online shop from go to woe, head on over to createandthrive.com and look for the links to Setup Shop. And I hope you can join us. It'll be awesome fun. I've taken over 700 people through this system over the last couple of years. And a lot of them say that, you know, it was the best thing they ever did for their business. And they keep coming back to the content over and over again as they grow and evolve their businesses. So head on over to the blog to find out more. Thanks so much for listening. As always, Thrivers, I'm Jess Van Den. This has been the Create and Thrive podcast for another week. And goodbye for now.